Hi, welcome to Reverse Sequels. This is Patrick, and with me, as always, is... Ellie. And on today's episode, we're talking about Crank 2 High Voltage. That's right. And if you're new to the podcast, what we do is watch a sequel to a movie we've never seen and try to predict what the original is all about. We originally had scheduled for this week a Western called The Rainbow Trail, but we were unable to get the DVD, so we'll be doing that one next. We had to substitute, and when in doubt... When in doubt, go with Jason Statham. Go with Jason Statham. This has been on our list for a while. So crank two... How do you summarize Crank 2? I mean, it, also sort of a Western. <laughs> in that it's racist. It, well, <laughs> we can get into that. But it follows the storyline of Chev Chelios that everybody wants to kill, everybody wants a piece of, and his heart is stolen and put into an elderly Asian drug lord's body, and he's on a quest to get it back. Yeah, that was a great summation because this is the weirdest fucking movie I've ever seen. So I know I've said that about a lot of movies on this podcast. This one wins. This one, this movie is like uh, being on drugs <laughs> and having ADD <laughs> and playing a video game all at the same time. Yeah, I mean, this movie, I, it was definitely very inspired by video games. But, like, it didn't recreate for me the experience of actually playing a video game. Like, I don't know, it kind of made me nauseous. It was a little cartoonish, but it was nauseating. And it was a lot of the camera angles were fast-paced, jumping all around. Yeah, it it felt like you were on drugs. It's kind of like the vibe I think it was going for. Yeah, I think so. I think it's like being on drugs mixed mixed with being in a video game mixed with, like, even I don't know. A specific video testosterone game. Testosterone overdose. Yeah, it was like Grand Theft Auto come to life. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah, which there were certain parts where I was like, is this a parody? Like, is this satire or is this a movie for like, I don't know. I think this has to be satire. I think some of the it's people. It's so over the top. It's so over the top that it goes past the point of being offensive. I think some would argue. I think that's what they were shooting for, I should say. Yeah, maybe. Is that they wanted to go so over the top that it transcends offensiveness. Because a lot of people sent on to this movie, and I think they thought it was tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, I mean, it it definitely does have tongue-in-cheek elements. But it also, I don't know. But there's sometimes when I'm watching it, when I was like, well, this is obviously just supposed to be a joke. This is like a parody of toxic masculinity. This is brilliant. And then at other times, I'm like, this is a movie for, like, a guy who eats dinner at a strip club. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just violent and tits everywhere. Well, that's what I said. This is a titties and guns and dick kind of action movie. (laughs) They're, like, everything is a brothel. Everyone is a stripper. (laughs) Everyone has a gun. There is a brothel hospital. I'm not making this up. Um, yeah, that's where he wakes up in the very beginning. So it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, yeah. the seedier element, that's where it's set. Like with the drug lords and... It, it's insane. It is insane. And I got to let our uh, listeners know that 
This is the most amount of notes I've ever seen you with, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, so I would have stuff written down where I was like, well, okay, I, I got to talk about this scene. This is crazy. And now I'm looking back and I'm like, well, compared to other stuff that happened, that was nothing. Like, there's this crazy scene where he puts on a dog shock collar and gets shocked. All the while barking. And he's like barking and he's acting crazy. And I'm like, well, I got to talk about this. But now that I'm looking back, I was like, well, that was one of the tamest. That was one of those normal scenes in the movie. I don't even want to talk about that one. Well, okay. We got to back up. Yeah, let's start. First of all, we're still a little shocked from everything we saw in this movie. No pun intended. (laughs) So let's take it from the top. So this movie opens with Jason Statham falling out of the sky. Falling out of a helicopter while simultaneously air punching a man in the face. And it flashes between real action and video game. Yeah. 8-bit. Then Jason Statham lands on top of a car. He's immediately scooped up with a shovel by a squad of guys. Shoveled off the street. And then um, he's taken to the brothel hospital where his heart is removed from his body. And they're all like, ooh, the famous Chelios heart. Like, it's beating like crazy. Everybody's like, ooh, this is like, he's got an infamous heart, I guess. And then they're planning to harvest the rest of his organs, um, including his giant penis that they reference several times. They even, on like this doctor's (laughs) drawing, they have like a picture of it. (laughs) There was a part where I like had to rewind because I was like, did the nurse just say this? And yes, she said... Big cock English hung like horse. Yeah. And then later on, we even see a horse's dong in this movie. Yeah. So if you're one of the people that likes to watch the movie and like play along or uh, warning, this movie is so graphic. Like it's almost a porno. I And I had to look away several times just for violence. Yeah, it's really violent. It's really sexual. Gory. You see a horse's penis. That's not the part I looked away. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. <laughs> but like there's there's just we'll get to okay. every piece. So they're so they've already taken out his heart and replaced it with a fake heart. Then they're about to take his penis, and then that's when he finally goes, fuck that. He wakes up, starts kicking everybody's ass, yes. gets out of the hospital, and things jump into gear. Then he calls he has a doctor friend played by Dwight Yoakum. Amazing. Who had who has a girlfriend named Chocolate. Right. Who about a girlfriend? He's a pimp and she's a prostitute. It's but not he's clear. Also a doctor. But he is a he is a doctor. Well, they took his license away, but he was a heart surgeon. So How convenient. So he explains to Jason Statham, this heart that's in you is not meant to last very long. You have an outside battery pack, but once that dies, your heart will only last an hour, and you have to keep on. You have to keep yourself electrically charged in order for your heart to keep working. So throughout the movie, Jason Statham is constantly almost dying from his heart stopping, and then recharging himself with electricity. And I would like to take a moment and let's list off all the ways that he recharges his heart. So. He hot wires a car to his heart. Mm-hmm. That's one way. At one point, he sticks his finger in like a electrical socket in a car. Yes. 
He puts alligator clips on his tongue and his left nipple to jumpstart himself. Yeah, he has another car jumpstart himself. Um, And then he has to keep pushing it. He gets paddles out of the back of an ambulance. Yeah, which he jumps on the back of a moving ambulance, goes inside, sees the guy in the ambulance who he actually put there. <laughs> and is like, he's not going to make it. It's jumpstart my heart. He puts his hands in like an electricity box that's on the street. Yeah. Uh, there's the dog collar, the shocking collar scene. Um, oh, t- the police the taser. Police taser. That works for a while. Then his his doctor friend tells him that static electricity could work, so he needs friction. So he starts rubbing up against men and elderly women yeah, at yeah. a at a horse. Yeah, he's at Hollywood Park racetrack. He rubs himself up against first Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park, <laughs> then an old lady, then his girlfriend, played by Amy Smart, who was... We have to talk about, yeah. yes. But he meets her. He goes in a strip club. He meets her. She's working as a stripper. Then they run into each other at the horse track, and he rubs up against her for the friction... But then they start having sex, and somehow, I don't know how, they fall onto the racetrack and have a long sex scene with every position imaginable in front of the entire racetrack crowd. Yes. Well, and then the horses eventually leap over them. This is mid-race. Um, and then he goes to an electrical field. Yeah, like one of those things where, you know, it's like electricity for the whole city, like a... I don't know what you call it, like a, like power, a power plant. plant. Yeah, and yeah, he gets he gets electric that way. So at some like he's actually shooting electricity out. I thought he was going to turn into a superhero for a second, and then at the very end, he climbs up on an electricity pole and like grabs onto the charge. Yeah, with the wires. Yeah, grabs onto the wires. So I mean, I gotta give it to this movie for coming up with creative ways to keep him charging himself as he's going. You know, and that gives to the title high voltage is it's high voltage action. And he's shocking the shit out of himself the whole time. Yeah. Um, So so that's basically the movie is him trying to get to the heart and trying to, you know, keep himself going basically as he chases after it. Most of the movie is actually like a like a wild goose chase. He's chasing after this guy, Johnny Vang, for the most of the movie, who's carrying around a little cooler, which I guess we... We all assumed had the heart in it. Right. Because it's he, one of those medical coolers. Yeah, but then he finally catches up to him and the heart was not in there. We don't know what was in there. I feel like we're jumping the gun, but I do want to talk about that. He finally gets Johnny Vang. The whole movie led up to this point. The last 20 minutes, we get to the, the older man and we get the conclusion. We actually get the conclusion of this movie over credits. Yeah. Which is another thing that we can talk about. (laughs) But he gets to him. He opens the cooler. It's not his heart. They don't show us. But he says, you're disgusting. Yeah. Why do you carry this around? What was in there? What's in the cooler? What do you think? I think like one boob. (laughs) Really? I don't know. It's because that seems disgusting. Okay. I was thinking it would be like... Um, a mummified hamster. Oh. Like his childhood beloved pet. That's why he cherishes it. Yeah, because he clings on to it. Like, okay. But you're thinking more like serial killer style. Yeah, I th- well, I guess I just assumed it was a body part, not a full dead animal. I mean, my I first could thought- see a body part. Or it could be something, who knows what. My first thought, it was a, it was a penis. I don't know why my mind went 
to that. I mean, if you watch this movie, that is where your mind I mean, goes. yeah, I that's <laughs> why, based on the movie, I thought it was some kind of body part. But then I was like, well, why would Johnny Vang have a penis? I think he's straight, so I think it's one boob. Just one? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the part that's sick, I think. <laughs> There's one. I'm going to trust you, because yeah. honestly, watching this, I felt like this was a stereotype of when they say, like, you never want to know what a man's thinking. <laughs> and it's just, like, violence and titties and horse dongs everywhere. You think this is what's going on in a man's mind? I mean, according to <laughs> stereotypes. And, you know, the idea of everyone in the world is some kind of prostitute whore, but you could save them. But then they're still going to be a whore, but they're living a good life, and you're a hero, and... All like the male fantasy. So I just wanted to kind of get the plot part out of the way. I didn't think we were going ahead, but I think the plot is the least important part of the movie. So oh, I want to get okay. the plot yeah, out of the I way and then get into just like the characters. And I want to go back to that sex scene for more. Oh, God. Okay. Well, let's get through the characters. We're introduced to Johnny Vang. We're introduced to Rhea. Rhea is this crazy girl who's working in one of the brothels. They call it a social club. And she's saved by Jason Statham. So she thinks that they're boyfriend and girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And she's following him throughout the movie. Yeah. Um... She's also insane. She beats a guy in the balls with a bicycle until there's just nothing but blood in his pants. And then, I don't know, she just spends the whole time following Jason Statham Mm -hmm. around, speaking broken English. It's kind of an offensive character. This whole movie... I think we should just disclaimer. It's offensive. It's misogynistic. It's racist. It's... Not PC, but we want to talk about the plot and then our predictions. But right. I feel like if we would get so bogged down <laughs> if we wanted to talk about all the things wrong with this movie. Okay, that's fair. Um, but then we're also introduced to Eve, who's a stripper, played by Amy Smart. Surprise, surprise. Yes. Yeah, so who's that's... Jason Statham's love interest. Yeah, you yelled out, wait, that's a real actress. Like, <laughs> what is she doing in this? Well, actually, because Amy Smart doesn't usually play, I think, roles like this. So it was kind of really? Who does fun. she play? I only know her from that movie Road Trip, where she also gets naked. Oh, maybe. What else did you know her from? Maybe I'm confusing her with, like, Rachel McAdams. I don't know. <laughs> All right. If this was Rachel McAdams in this role, that really would have blown my mind. <laughs> um, then we're also introduced to... Venus. Venus. So, played by Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite. He's grown up and knows karate, but he has full body Tourette's. Yes. And he's trying to avenge the death of his brother, who was a good friend of Jason Statham. Yeah. His, I think his twin brother. Yes. Which I also think, I didn't realize this till the end, is foreshadowing. Of what? This is a movie about secret brothers reappearing and resurfacing. What do you mean? Foreshadowing what? So... The first one? Oh, backshadowing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of secret brothers in this. Yeah, there's a lot of secret brothers. So, yeah, it wouldn't be foreshadowing. Backshadowing. Backshadowing. Yeah, be foreshadowing. (laughs) Ooh, I like that one. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, then there's this guy, which I don't ever know if we get his name, but the guy who has tattoos all over his face. Yeah, his I don't... entire face is covered in tattoos. He's like the leader of a gang. Oh, no. I, we do get his name. I have it. He's 
name is El Torito. No, that was just like a racial slur that Johnny Vang was calling him. Because he keeps saying, like, do you like sushi? And Johnny Vang was like, no, I'm Chinese. We don't eat sushi, El Torito. I thought that was his name, the little bull. El Torito is a Mexican restaurant in L.A. It's like a big Mexican chain. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the Olive Garden of Mexican food, but I think it's only in California. Oh, really? Yeah. You get a free uh, meal on your birthday there. Okay. (laughs) So I don't think we ever get his his name. But he has tattoos all over his face, including his entire upper lip is tattooed trust no bitch here's a question do you think these were real tattoos Uh, they looked really real to me they did and it is common in some gangs to get full facial tattoos yeah i wonder if he's gotten out of the gang life and started a career as an actor well i i'm afraid he's probably going to be typecast (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't foresee him getting any romantic comedy leads with trust no bitch tattooed on his lip (laughs) but a couple questions about that one would you date a guy with trust no bitch tattooed on his lip? No, but I don't think you date people in this. <laughs> what do they pick you up and take you to the Olive Garden? To the El Torito. <laughs> and, and then like, I feel like he's never going to meet a nice girl because he has that tattoo, which is going to reinforce his opinions on women because he has, you know what I mean? It's a vicious cycle. Yeah. If you get a tattoo that says trust no bitch, you're never going to meet a, a trustworthy bitch. But maybe something happened to him, you know? Yeah, it's he's meaningful. been hurt. Yeah. So, like, but Someone I Someone will appreciate pre- that. That's why I asked if you would date him. No. Maybe you could cure him, you know? His name's Chico. Chico? Mm-hmm. That was his name? And the face tattoos are not real. No! Are you serious? Let me see what he looks like. Right? That's him, right? Yeah. Well, those face tattoos... Oh, whoever, yeah. Look. Whoever did that face tattoo makeup... Did an amazing job. I thought that was super real. Yeah. It looked cool. Other characters in the movie. Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy makes an appearance. Well, that's... Why? It's fitting. (laughs) It's so fitting, I thought. And this is that kind of movie. Yeah. there's. They just at some point drive through like a porn star protest. I like that the old man who has the heart transplant, his name is Poondong. You like that part? Yeah. And, yeah, I think they did that on purpose. And <laughs> oh, he's, yeah, I think so. He's the leader of the he's triads. He's the leader of the triads. Okay. So everybody, like, so everybody in the triads basically worships this guy. He's almost 100 years old. He's a legend. They'll do anything to keep him alive. So that's why they go after this special heart that they think if they put it in this man, he'll live. And he seems to be doing well. Yeah, he seems to be great. He's on the prowl. So that's who really has his heart. And we find out towards the end, it's already been implanted in him. So they're not chasing a heart in a cooler. They're chasing the actual guy. And then Dwight Yoakam and Chocolate are able to get him. But then we don't actually see the Jason Statham getting his heart back until the closing credits. Which, yeah. First of all, the movie ends... With Jason Statham on fire. <laughs> Great ending. After getting electrocuted, giving the viewers the finger. I mean, that's appropriate for this movie. While his face is melting off. Then we see that it says the end. <laughs> and I was like, what about the heart? There's this elaborate plan to get his heart back. I thought it would have been cooler if it just ended like that. He <laughs> dies. He doesn't get the heart. Then his heart surgery is over the credits. It looks like he's really burned up. He might not survive. It's all messed up. Yeah. I like that the doctor takes the heart out of a fridge and a beer bottle falls out. <laughs> 
And then finally, at the very end, his eyes open. His eyes open, setting us up for Crank 3. I know. And then, continuing on with the ending of the movie during credits, we get bloopers. Yeah. There's one blooper <laughs> where Jason Statham is like rubbing up against uh, the guy from Lincoln Park and was like, it's so hard to keep a straight face. It's like, yeah, how did you keep a straight face through any of this movie? This whole movie was crazy. Acting. So now there's this cross story taking place, though, as Jason Statham is trying to get his heart back, which has already been transplanted. We don't know it. He's chasing the cooler. He runs into his friend Venus, Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite. (laughs) Venus is trying to avenge the death of his brother, and he says, there was one guy I never got who killed your brother. His name is El Huron the Ferret. Mm -hmm. So the guy that plays the ferret is... Clifton Collins Jr., who he's been in a lot of stuff, but he's the voice actor of one of the main characters in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, which makes me kind of think like they got him on purpose since yeah. this is such a video game heavy movie. It's a nod. But then, of course, I wanted to look up like what else has he been doing since Grand Theft Auto. He's been in a lot of movies, including Pacific Rim. Who did he play in Pacific Rim? Do you remember the rockabilly guy? No. <laughs> that was him. No. The ferret was the rockabilly guy in Pacific Rim who was like, you know, relaying all the action to Idris Elba. No yeah. way. Yeah. He's a man of many talents in that case. <laughs> I thought he was a crossover. Japanese rockabilly guy. No, he was a Mexican And now he's a drug Mexican lord drug guy. lord. Oh, my God. That's acting. Yeah. So he, the ferret's in it. Um, then another character, Randy... The boyfriend that Amy Smart has since she thought Jason Statham was dead. And he's wearing a t-shirt that says, nice jugs. And it's got like jugs of milk on it. And he like runs the strip club and has a full mullet. And he's played by Corey Haim. Which I did not know at all. No. It was unrecognizable. Which, you know, good for Corey Haim. He really he really disappeared into this role. Yeah. <laughs> Randy, the strip club boyfriend. I like the part where he's like, do I have to lay the hammer on you? Like, he's going to slap her? Yeah. And then she just beats the shit out of him. I know, which is pretty good. She's like, I don't have time for this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not in the mood. I like that. Um. Okay, so they have these two crossing storylines. We meet all the characters. There are scenes where they're pursued by the cops, but the cops are always at donut shops. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, you know, everything is just it's, so hyperbolic. Yeah, it's like cartoonish. Also, the cops never just shoot him. Like, he comes no. out of that strip club. He's clearly murdered, like, several people, and the cops just beat him with batons and, like, give him the chance to fight back. Just shoot this guy. Yeah. Just, the cops had so many chances to shoot this and proven so much, murderer. Yeah, cause. Um... I do like the part, though, where the, the cops are beating him, and then they tase him, and he, like, powers up and throws all the cops yeah. off him like he's Neo in the Matrix. Every time someone thinks that they're torturing him with electricity, it yeah. only fuels his fire. There's a scene where he gets caught by the gang. Oh, yeah. He gets caught by one of the gangs, and they're, like, cattle prodding his balls or something. Which we... I had to rewind that, because <laughs> oh, were those yeah, you did. balls? You had to rewind the Jason Statham ball scene quite I a few times. I thought that was somebody's chin <laughs> at first. I really did. They were so high and tight. I don't know. He could taste in the balls and then he powered up. Yeah. So, it, and that's the thing. It's kind of like a video game. Like every time he was like getting low on life, he would get electrocuted and then he would power up. You know what? I know exactly what you mean about having written down something that's really weird and then something else trumps it. The yeah. very beginning of the movie, 
and this is this is a, such a non-essential part. He pulls down a man's pants, dips his the butt of his gun in oil, shoves it up his ass, and threatens to pull the trigger. Yeah. And then when the guy doesn't talk, he starts wiggling it around. Yeah. This guy has a full ass Maori <laughs> tattoo. And then when the guy finally tells him what he wants to know, he just leaves it there. He leaves the shotgun in there, which, man, he must have removed that very carefully from his butt. But, like, that, I almost forgot that that happened. That was, like, not a blip on my radar. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when that scene first happened, I was like, well, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. One, this man has a full butt tattoo. Now, was that tattoo real? I would think so. <laughs> that must have been a terrible day at the tattoo office for some poor artist. Um, it was like, this guy was like, I want my whole butt tattoo. I'm sure it's not just his butt. I'm sure it extends to his full back. All right, but at some point, some dude was for hours just staring into this dude's butt. Yeah, for tattooing purposes. The <laughs> ancient, beautiful art. All right. Um, but yeah, that shotgun up the ass scene, when I first saw it, I was like, this is insane. And yeah, it's like, that's not even... It's not even close to being the most insane thing I've seen. I want to get through, there's like five more scenes, and I have them all on like one piece of paper, because that's how they happen back to back. All right, hit me. There's an extended nipple cutting scene, where Chico has dishonored himself by not properly killing uh, Jason Statham the first time, so he's ordered to cut his nipples off. This is one of the scenes I turned away from. I could not watch it. Yeah. He has to cut off one nipple and then he's forced to, he's cut, off forced the to cut off the second nipple. He throws them both on the ground. But then he picks them up. And see, yeah, and when he over, leaves. He picks them up like they're going to sew them back on. You never know. Um, then Venus calls Rancho Del Dude, which seems to be some kind of gay LA underground BDSM nightclub. I think so. I think that's a good description. And he's like, these are... You know, my brothers, these are my friends. Then there's a weird take where he's fighting Johnny for the the, the cooler that we think still has the heart in it. And they both turn into Godzilla characters. What was that claymation scene? I think because they got electrocuted and so they both powered up. It looked like something you'd see in a Godzilla movie. Yeah, that was weird. But it was very weird and out of place. Then we get a flashback. All these scenes are back to back to back. Yeah. Oh, the kid flashback. Where he's on a talk show called The Luke Cunard Show, and it's child Chev Chelios with his mother, played by Ginger Spice, Jerry no. Hollywood. was that really her? Yeah. And they're just talking about all the trouble he gets into. Yeah, it's like it's like the British Maury Povich show or yeah. something, or Jerry Springer, where they have, like, a problem child. Yeah. And, like, we see this, like, horrific beating scene where he's a child beating another child with a trash can. Yeah. And I was like, I thought this was the hero of the movie. And then, finally, we're introduced to who the ferret is. Yeah. And he says that his name is Alejandro Ricardo Verona, which is supposed to be a shocker. We don't know because we haven't seen the first one. (laughs) But I think that there's two Verona brothers in the first one, and now this is the third third surprise brother. brother. But we think the other two are dead, except one is still alive. There's a fucking head in a tank, like yeah. a floating head with no body, with wires coming Being out of it. Being kept alive. Being kept alive. So he's keeping his brother's head alive in a tank. And it's he like can talk, but through a computer. Kind of, yeah. Sort of. Don't keep me alive like that. 
Okay, but I mean, <laughs> if if you need to see vengeance taken... Well, that's what I said. He's like, he's not going to live long like this, but he's going to live long enough to see you die. Which is awesome. That's cool. <laughs> I think that's great. But then he really doesn't because there's a huge shootout scene. Everybody turns up at this place. Rancho Del Dude turns up. All of like the prostitutes turn up. Yeah, Venus shows up. Everybody's shirtless. there. Uh, yeah, and they just... It's a shootout. And then the head in the jar, the jar gets shot. Yeah, but my favorite part is as they're fighting, they keep cutting to the head in the tank like to see Reacting. his reaction. He's like, oh. <laughs> and then Jason Statham kicks his head into a pool. But he, yeah, kicks it like a soccer ball. This is these, so much crazy stuff happening. These scenes were back to back. Yeah. Venus busts out nunchucks at some point. Yeah. And is fighting, but then his full body Tourette's kicks in and, during his fight. Yeah, and then he's useless. <laughs> So it's kind of so a running weird. gag. And then all while this is happening, cut to Dwight Yoakam and Chocolate are capturing Poondong. Yeah. And taking him to the apartment for the transplant preparation. Yeah, they did their part. I know. Everybody else was kind of messing up. I was waiting for them to cross paths. I was like, how is this all going to end? I mean, it happened in the credits. But I just, those five scenes back to back were... One, shocking, one right after the other. Do you have any favorite lines? No. Not that I wrote down. I oh. wrote down a couple lines that I really enjoyed. Um, one was when Venus and Chev first meet, and he's kind of telling him, like, you were friends with my brother. I want to get revenge on my brother. He says, uh, aren't you Chev Chelios, the sickest, most wickedest motherfucker that ever vaporized a motherfucker in cold blood? And then Jason Statham says, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I enjoyed that part I a lot. I mean, Jason Statham, maybe just for me, does the world know what a great action star he is? Aside from this movie being just insane times 10, Jason Statham's great. He is awesome. I mean, he's funny. He seems to get it. He had, I think we saw like his whole butt crack. We saw his butt for a long time in that horse track scene. Well, that wasn't even advertised so, like, like in Grown Ups. <laughs> so, <laughs> So what I'm saying is, like, he's willing to go all out he's, for his yeah. craft. And we might have seen his balls. We're not sure if they were stunt balls or not. They had to be stunt balls. Yeah, I don't believe those are his balls. He's a great actor. I went from seeing no Jason Statham movies to, like, now in this podcast, I've seen, like, six Jason Statham yeah, movies. Yeah, and all They've of them all have been, been great. fun. Yeah. I wish there was more kicking in this one, but <laughs> still he, awesome. He did a lot of running. He's a really good runner. Who knew? Great runner. I don't have any other lines, but there's, like craziest things in this movie that we haven't even mentioned touched upon well let's go back to the horse track scene because i think we need to give it more credit yeah i I wrote down best sex scene of all time oh you did yeah i don't know not in terms of like it was hot or anything but just like it was funny actually it was hilarious and it goes on for so long it's this extended sex scene. They do all these weird positions. And it's in front of everybody. Yeah. She takes her panties off and throws them into the crowd. And like this guy gets them and later wears them on his head. The, the sex is so good that Johnny Vang, who's supposed to be running away from Jason Statham, just stops to watch the whole thing. He's cheering for cheering. him. He's so into it. Yeah. they. I think it's where they digitize their genital. Like they blur out their genitals. I think that's part of the digitally. fun. Yeah. I thought that was fun too. Um, and yeah. And at one point they're, they're doing it on the track as the horses are running on them and you think they're going to get out of the way but no they just stay there while the horses jump over them and then we see amy smart just looking at a horse's dong like but the cut to her face is she's enamored with this giant horse penis that the camera tracks the whole time 
So, I mean, this movie has it all. Racism, bestiality. You name Jason it. Jason Statham. It's kind of like Super Babies. <laughs> Another thing, that scene where the guy gets his elbow cut off. Oh, my God. They I wrote that down. just cut off just the nub of his elbow you with know a what? samurai sword or a machete. never seen that. What? What a brilliant and horrible. <laughs> I never would have thought of that. And now that's, now that's my worst nightmare is getting my elbow cut off. What do you do after that? How do you, like, how do you maneuver if your elbow is cut off? God, I don't know. It was horrible. Um, then, shit, what was the other thing I wanted to talk about? Oh, in the opening scene where he's getting the surgery and Johnny Bang ashes his cigarette in his stomach. No, and it was open heart or it's, Yeah, it was like open heart. And then the doctors are like, hey, like get out of here. Don't do that. So then he spits inside him. There was a lot of spitting in this movie. I'm not into that. I'm not into that's That's crossing the line. <laughs> That was horrible. I like the scene, too, where the um, the therapy guy gets hit in the head with a bullet. Oh, that was a whole side angle, which we got to talk about, I think, for the predictions. predictions. Okay. Yeah. And then there's one other little thing I liked. Maybe this for lines. There In the big shootout at the end, at one point, the ferret says, instead of like, Dios mio, or something like that, he goes, Ronnie James Dio. I'm he like is the rainbow Dio. in the dark. Man, what an insane movie. I know. I feel like I need to drink a cup of tea and stare at a placid lake for an hour after watching this movie. It was too much. It was was... only an hour and a half, and I felt like it went on forever. I felt like my heart was beating. Well, actually, it was only an hour and 25 minutes, and then 10 minutes are the credits with like that credit sequence and the bloopers. In the end of the movie. (laughs) Yeah, that was weird. All right, do we want to get into our predictions? Yeah. I actually think that we're going to be able to do really good predictions because they gave us a lot of information. Yeah. So there's a lot going on. I want to know, like, first of all, who is Chev Chelios? So Chev Chelios is a hitman. Okay. A hired killer. But he gets in trouble somehow with this gang. I think the gang that the Ferrets brothers led. So they say South American gang. They So I don't know. Some kind of South American drug gang. I don't know what he does. I wanted to say because it's Jason Statham, I thought he had a heart of gold. So I thought he would have done something like, you know, like refuse to kill a child or something because he's a good man. But then when we see that flashback of him as a kid, I think he's a psychopath. Yeah. So I think he's a bad guy. Oh, for sure. So I don't know what he does. Maybe he's a hitman working for a different gang. And he's just like the best and he's killed so many of this gang that they want to kill him. So that's what I, all right, I'll go with that. They just, for whatever reason, they want to kill him. Then what I think happens is they poison him, thinking they will kill him. But they didn't realize he's Jason Statham. And he has the most, like, badass of all organs. He's got, you know, giant big cock English. He's got, and he has this heart. That's why his heart's famous, that he was immune to poison. So they tried to kill him, but they couldn't. He's alive. But with a caveat, like he, it doesn't kill him right away, but it will kill him unless he keeps his heart rate up. So I think that's, you know how this one was like, he had to keep electrifying himself. Okay. I think, and that's the premise of the movie. I think I might be knowing this from the preview. I think the premise of the movie is that he's basically like a human speed. Like, he can't drop below a certain heart rate or he'll die. Oh. So I think the whole movie is him having to keep up his heart rate. So we're going to see... Because there was that scene, too, where we saw that guy who was in therapy because a gun had been pulled on him. We flash back to Jason Statham putting the gun to his head. And he's like, give me some ephedrine or whatever. Give me some Epinephrine. Yes, whatever. Some drug to keep my heart rate up. So I think he has to be 
throughout the movie constantly doing drugs, constantly like being exhilarated. So instead of electrocution, it's drugs. Yeah, well, just instead of electrocution to jumpstart his heart, it's just he has to keep his heart rate up. He has to constantly be running or being exhilarated in some way, which is where I think the sexual humiliation comes in. And this is what I wanted to ask you. What do you think it is? If it's not sex on a horse track, what is it going to be? Yeah, so I think the sex on a horse track was kind of a callback to the earlier scene. Um, I think it's going to be, I don't know, because I think the horse track is going to have to be stepping it up a notch. So I think maybe just in a grocery store, maybe. Okay. Like, I don't know, just because this movie is so tongue in cheek, I think maybe, you know, like among the melons and okay i don't know i for some reason i pictured grocery store maybe in a library okay i could see both of those maybe just in a strip club because i think half the movie will take place in a strip club i think that's where he meets her so i do think there would be one of those um but and then i think i think he's chasing an antidote i think that's what he's what he's trying to get and then I think he gets the antidote because in this one, he doesn't seem to be suffering from the same problem. So I think he gets the antidote, but he still wants to kill the guys who were responsible for this. So right after he gets the antidote, he sees one, like one of the brothers escaping in a helicopter. He jumps on the helicopter with him. They fly off. He's fighting with the dude. Then the very last thing you see is both of them falling out of the helicopter. And then... Yes. Movie yes. ends. Yes. Cuts with them falling out. And that's why this one opens with him falling, falling out and him falling on the car. All right. I agree with you on a lot of these. So it ends. Oh, yeah. Sorry. And, and I think that um, the guy who played Pedro in Napoleon Dynamite, he's in it playing Kalo, the brother of Venus. Oh, for and sure. And I think he's going to be like a big side tri- sidekick. And I think he meets um, Eve and they like become boyfriend and girlfriend. Over the course of the movie. And then I think that's it. I don't think anybody else from this one is in that one. What about Doc Miles and Chocolate? Oh, shit. Okay. Yes. The Doctor will be in it, too. Yeah. I was going to say I think a lot of the same characters are in it. So I definitely agree that um, Pedro is in this one playing his brother. And we're going to get a lot more backstory on that L.A. Underground sex club. Oh, you think so? Yes. Okay. Um, For sure, we're going to get Amy Smart as the girlfriend. Doc Miles and Chocolate. I think we're going to even get more of the Dwight Yoakam story. Yeah, Um, like how they met or how they know each other. Yeah, or what he does. I agree that it's going to end with him flying in space. It's going to end with him flying, you know, through the air, through the helicopter. And just a lot of the same things. I totally agree with you. He survived the Chinese poison, but it does make him stronger. I wonder if an after result, after he gets the antidote, he still has all his pumped up organs. Do you know oh. what I mean? Because they say, like, look at his heart. It's amazing. Okay. Look at all of his organs. Oh, so you think that the poison actually made him stronger? I was thinking originally it was a kind of like somehow it, the way it reacted with him, okay. he's stronger. But I like the idea that he's chasing an antidote because in this one he was chasing a heart. Yeah. So is it just his natural way of being? Is that he's stronger than regular people? Yeah, he's Jason Statham. I mean, I do agree to that, but... I don't know. I feel like there might be some kind of interaction between his body and the drugs. Okay. But he still does need the antidote because he can't live. He can't sustain himself like this. Yeah. I think there is going to be a lot of drug scenes. I think it's going to kind of mirror this one. The same amount of like sex, nudity, violence, crazy things. Oh, I think the sex scene is going to take place like in Dodger Stadium. Oh, And then show it on the Jumbotron or something. (laughs) 
That'd be and, good. Yeah, something like that. Then we're totally going to get um, Engelson, the guy who gets shot in this one. He's an orderly in the hospital. And mm-hmm. when Jason Statham's trying to escape, he holds a gun to his head. It's a very minor character. Yeah. But maybe it's a funny scene. Um, what about, you know who I forgot is the guy, I think they call him Don Kim. Who's, he's in the limo. Oh, that's right. And he's right. like, oh, you saved me again or something. Don Kim? Yeah, okay, yeah, he's going to be in it. He's I, the guy that said that Venus had the gay condition. Yeah, there was a lot of... Well, because I think they were like, mm, this movie lines, doesn't yeah. have any homophobia in it yet. we got to throw, throw some in because we got to have everything in it. Well, they were equal opportunity offensive, I think, to everybody. More or less. Um, yeah, okay, let's throw in Don Kim. He's in there. Maybe his... Gang is against this the triads. Yeah, uh, or well, yeah, I don't know. I think there are. I think there are Asian and Latin American gangs again. Oh, really? Like I think it's going to be Asian versus him. Asian. Oh, you think there's two separate Asian gangs? Yes. Okay, so three gangs total. Okay, yes, three gangs total. Okay, and yeah, he's going to kill the first brother. The second brother is going to come after him. Do you think there will be any animal penises? No, but I do think maybe we'll get a scene of two dogs humping in the street. <laughs> like, who knows what we're going to see in this movie? I'm scared to even imagine well, what he, body parts will get cut off. Everything. We're going to see everything. I do want to know how he meets Eve, because I used that he meets her in a strip club. I think he's going to meet her in a grocery store in a seemingly innocent setting. Really? And play up Amy Smart has this innocent look. And then like, oh, what do you do for a living? And then maybe she's in the stripper underworld. Okay. I feel like they like to do these comedic turns, so maybe. All right, all right. I like that. Okay. You know how in this one, so we, so Poon Dong, the 100-year-old Asian leader yeah. of the trads, is played by a white man, David Carradine. Yes. So I think this, mm-hmm. I don't think David Carradine is in the first one, but I think there will also be a white guy playing an Asian karate master, Steven Seagal. You know, Steven Seagal's in the first one with a giant <laughs> Fu Manchu mustache. If you were gonna get Steven Seagal, I think this is where you'd get him. This is right up his alley. Completely. Um, what else? I feel like there's so much more we could predict, like just the nooks and crannies. Well, just give me like uh, two body parts that you think will get chopped off. In this one, we had nipples and elbows, uh, ears and fingers. Okay. What do you go with? I'll go with toe and one ball. Ooh, one ball. You're into oh, this one. Oh, whoa. You know what? Something is going to get chopped off in the first one that that's what's in the cooler. Why do you think you still okay. have this? And yeah, then we're so, going to find out what's in the cooler? Yeah, so I think somebody in the first one is going to get like a, a boob chopped off. It's going to fly through the air and flop on the ground. Then we're going to see Johnny Fang Johnny run over, grab it, Ew. walk away, and that's what was in the cooler. That you know what would part be we, amazing. You know what we didn't talk about? In the There's like a giant strip club shootout, and one of the strippers gets shot in her fake boobs, and all this like silicone just leaks out, and then they deflate like balloons. Uh, what is this movie? It's insane. It's insane. Um... I don't know what else to predict. I think you probably nailed it on the plot. So I'm going to follow you on that one. Okay. Will we see Jason Statham's butt again? Yes. What kinds of things do you think he'll have to do to keep his heart rate up? Yeah. Okay. So I think maybe he'll see a junkie on the street and he'll just like 
pull the needle. Take the needle away from him and do it. Sure. Have sex with his girlfriend in public. Have sex. Maybe, like, I don't know, get scared. Like, jump off. Like, go bungee jumping or something. High-speed car chase. Yeah. That's the problem is Jason Statham doesn't get scared. I know. It's hard for him to keep his heart rate up he like a normal running. person. Running is good. There'll be a lot of running. A lot of parkour. Yeah, I think high-speed high car chase will be it. I think... What else gets your heart going? I don't know. Dancing? <laughs> <laughs> if there's a dancing scene... I'd love to see a Jason movie Statham would, dancing Yeah, scene. win me over. Maybe that's why he's in the helicopter. Maybe he was going to go parachuting out. To no, it. I love your idea that he chased the other brother. Yeah, I think that is what happened. All right, well, I'm excited. I don't know what I am to watch the next one. I'm scared. Um, my heart rate is up. I feel like jolts of electricity. Ugh. I'm s- nervous. Nervous is the good way <laughs> I, I, to watch the next one. That's it for this week. We're going to have to watch Crank. If this if this sounded appealing to you, <laughs> feel free to play along. Yes. If you were horrified, I'm sorry. But, so you know, were we. So were we. <laughs> we did it for the art. Um, so as always, this is Patrick. And Ellie. This has been Reverse Sequels. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Reverse sequels.